The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. This time we're taking a look at the Secret Slash Mystic Multiclass cards. There are three of them. Divination Level 1, Divination Level 4, and Protecting the Anarnique. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular investigator get a Blessed Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the optional list of taboos or that are just bad for the game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. We are uh, talking about the Seeker and Mystic cards in this episode. We're going to start off with Divination. It's a three-cost asset that costs one experience point. It has an intellect skill icon, the spell, and augury traits. uses four charges as an action you may investigate. For this investigation, you may use your willpower instead of your intellect, and you get plus one skill value. If you succeed, spend one or two charges. Instead of discovering a clue at your location, discover one clue at your location for each charge spent. If you succeed by zero, choose and discard a card from your hand, and it takes up an arcane slot. So this is uh, similar to the Brand of Cthulhu that we looked at in the uh, Guardian Mystic cards. Uh, again, you have the uh, option of waiting until you succeed to spend the charges. What do you guys uh, think about this one? Pretty boring, in my opinion. I just feel like at this point, we've seen so many flavors of these types of spells that they all just kind of mesh together, and I kind of forget about them. Think about like the differences between like Clairvoyance, Rite of Seeking. You know, they all do essentially the same thing, but with a different with a different flavor to them, and this one just essentially feels like the same thing what is nice about this one however is that you can kind of modulate how many clues you get so if you're playing solo you can use this four times if you're playing two player you can use it a couple times but yeah i guess the other nice thing about it too is that it does cost three resources where most of these uh like right of seeking and what is it eye of chaos those cost four yeah. and five respectively so you are getting this on the cheap quote-unquote the other thing is that this is a mystic card this is not a seeker card you know it, yeah. like seekers just have so many better ways of getting clues that don't cost experience i mean comparing this thing to fingerprint kit is sad yeah i was about to mention that fingerprint kit actually gives you a total of six clues where this gives you a total of four and it's always four clues yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, it feels like compared to Right of Seeking Level Zero, it feels a little nudged in its like numbers, where that it costs less and you get the plus one skill value over Right of Seeking Level Zero. But 
Yeah, it's it's kind of boring. It's definitely a mystic card, that's for sure. Cause, mm. But I guess there's some like outside build of Seeker where you need both your hands for other things. So you play this. Maybe Joe, I guess. Yeah, maybe someone like Joe Diamond. So when do you run this over six cents? Maybe in two player? Yeah, okay. Yeah, because one investigate gets both clues. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's just another, you know, dial the taste. And the other nice thing about this, too, is that you spend the charges when you succeed. It's not like with Right of Seeking you spend them, and then you could fail, which sucks. Mm -hmm. But it's just like we've seen so many types of these cards that, like, Brand of Cthulhu, Divination, and the uh, the Rogue Mystic one that we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. They all just feel the same to me, and it's just... I guess my my only complaint is that I wish that they would do more with the Mystic Arcane slot, because it feels like they've figured out what to do with it in other classes, but we're still we're still basically getting Rite of Seeking six cycles in into the game, and it's just like, eh. So here's what I think happened. I think the mistake, which they could have corrected in the Revised Core, and they did to a small extent, I think Rite of Seeking and shriveling with upgrades needed to be in the core. And because they weren't, because those were in Dunwich, they then realized that every single cycle, they've got to print clones of Rite of Seeking, Mists of Rillier, and shriveling with their upgrades every cycle. What kind of disappoints me is that I, I was hoping that the Jacqueline Fine starter deck, because she comes with a whole suite of a whole suite of asset spells, that would mean they wouldn't have to do this anymore. But I guess the starter deck isn't really a starter deck. It's an optional deck, you know, now because it's not it's not for starting. It doesn't start you off. It just side grades. Yeah, which is kind of too bad. It feels like we get like the six card, six to eight card tax on Mystics every cycle. Mm. You know, because they keep having to do this. I mean at least they're trying by like merging it in with a seeker card like they're trying and they only have two stages instead of three but yeah. I, I see what you mean nate yeah and like the one mystic in the box doesn't really want this like i don't think norman really wants a card like this i like he could play it to pretty decent effect obviously but i feel like there's just better things he could be doing yeah well, he true. is investigating with a six with this since he can use his willpower or use his intellect rather than his yeah. willpower if mm -hmm. he wants. Yeah. So, and it combos with magnifying decent. glass. So you still get your magnifying glass bonus. Mm. So, yeah, so you get that. I mean, it's not like on paper, it doesn't look too bad. It's just, it's kind of boring. You know what I wish this did? I wish it let you do remote investigation. Mm. You know, just to change it up a little bit, you know? Especially yeah. in a campaign that's all about moving around the map. Yeah, that would have been nice. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I agree with you. This is uh, a little boring on the boring side simply because we have received so many of these triads at this point that uh, they're all sort of blending together and i still tend to play the good old shriveling mists right six cents combos so i don't know how often i'll be buying this to be honest or its upgrade that we'll look at in a moment i just tend to forget that uh the others exist like i it's always hard for me to name the ones that are in the jacqueline fine starter deck because i just haven't really played with them all that much and then of secret. course the ones in the insmith insmith it's the same i just know they deal with curse tokens and since i rarely play with curse tokens in mystic that i don't need to worry about those ones so how would we uh, rate this one 
in a vacuum, if you're a new player and you're just picking up Edge of the Earth and you have the revised core set, this is fine. I'd give it a zero. It's going to do what it says on the card, and that will be serviceable. It's just not very exciting. I'm actually going to go as far as a plus one, because I think like by the numbers, it's actually pretty good. The fact that you don't have to spend a charge, you don't have to spend any charges until after you succeed. The fact that I think choosing and discarding a card from your hand is less bad than Right of Seeking's end your turn. Mm, and that's true. Yeah, I think just by the numbers, it's pretty good. Plus, like, I think it works. If you're an investigator who has intellects, like you're Marie or you're playing Norman, and your intellect's pretty good, then th just the fact that you can combo this with, like, Magnifying Glass, you know, and other intellect buffs, like, I think that's that's pretty nice, too. So, yeah, I'm giving this a plus one, actually. I'm going to give this one a plus one as well. I, I think the the skill bonus is nice. The the ability to spend the charges after you know you succeed or not. I mean, that's one of the biggest issues with Rite of Seeking is that you spend the charge up front, and then, of course, you fail, and that feels bad. And, of course, with Rite of Seeking, you can also basically end your turn prematurely if you're if you're not careful. This one, yeah, discarding a card is is not a particularly painful thing to do. I guess if you're looking to to maybe upgrade your your level zero rights into something like this, I don't think I would upgrade my six senses into this, but I would certainly be willing to pick up a copy of this to supplement sixth sense and and no especially in solo where it's like okay i need to spend one charge here and two charges there and you could sort of meet out the charges as necessary to uh to gather the clues efficiently whereas right often ends up it's just like well i'm going to get two clues but i only needed one so i'm kind of wasting a charge i also tend to play like two sixth cents and one right in my decks and just sort of rely on the right as I need it, and then Sixth Sense carries me the rest of the way, and or skills. I shouldn't uh, forget to mention skills as well. You know, if you've got some wild skill icons to pick up those clues at one, you know, low shroud locations where you just don't want to bother. I do like Sixth Sense more than this because I have been playing it a lot lately, and I find that ability to uh, investigate at a location that you are not at is very very useful in a lot of situations you can move to a location with a low shroud and pick up a clue at a location with a, a much higher shroud or at a location that's worth vps and stuff like that so i'm not replacing six cents with this but uh, i can certainly see its appeal that brings us to its uh, level four counterpart divination uh, again three uh, cost has willpower and intellect skill icon spell and augury trait this one enters play with six charges as an action you can investigate for this investigation you may use your willpower instead of your intellect and you get plus two skill value if you succeed spend one two or three charges instead of discovering a clue at your location discover one clue at your location for each charge spent if you succeed by zero choose and discard two cards from your hand and uh, it takes up an arcane slot what do we think about uh, Divination 4? Is it worth the uh, 3 more XP for a plus 2 skill value and the option to discover 3 clues? So that's a 
bit misleading because I feel like if you're playing this card, you're going to be playing Arcane Research or down the rabbit hole or something that's going to reduce oh, the experience. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, not, let's not rate the cards based on other cards. I mean, <laughs> I feel like spell upgrades kind of have to be judged by that just because they're so ubiquitous. I, I know, I know. But it's like that. they all do that. They're all costed that way for a reason. And it, it feels they? like Arcane mm. Research is the reason. I mean, that being said, you're getting plus two, which is pretty good. And like we were saying with the original version, being able to spend the charges after you succeed is really nice. And discovering three clues, I think, is apart from Rite of Seeking level four, there's no other Mystic card that does that. And that's pretty good. While I wasn't super impressed with the original version, I think this one's pretty good. I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I think it loses out to both Rite, Rite of Seeking upgrades at this point. Because if you're playing three player, especially three player, Rite of Seeking level four, it's the same XP as this, but it gives you three bursts of three clues and same and same bonus to your um, test, where this gives you two bursts of three clues. Meanwhile, Rite of Seeking level two gives you the same boost to your check, but gives you multiple boosts, gives you like more boosts of two clues if you're playing two player. So I feel like with level the level one divination, I feel like it beats out Rite of Seeking zero. And it's also really good in solo, but I think this one kind of falls short of right of seeking a level two or four or four based on the size of your table. Yeah, Just unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I don't play multiplayer all that often. So uh, mm. while I can definitely see the appeal of playing Divination one in solo, this one, I have a much harder time deciding oh, whether I like solo, it or not. You're spending three XP. You don't really get very much. You get plus one to your skill value, kind of, you know, in solo. Because if you're only going to use it to, spend, to pick up one clue at a time, like all this really gives you is plus one skill value and a couple extra charges. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. buy this in, if I was playing solo. Well, I can definitely see the appeal of spending three charges to grab three clues because that's pretty unusual in the card pool. There aren't many cards that let you do that in solo you never spend three charges. I have a really tough time thinking of situations where I need to gather. There are there are some locations in the game where you end up with piles of clues on them, but typically they have some sort of trick to investigating them. I'm thinking of like the black core in Dark Side of the Moon, or there's that uh, a location in uh, uh, Where the Gods Dwell that the, the, the number of clues depends on how many... Um, signs of kadath or whatever you found and so not saying it doesn't happen in solo but it's just so rare that spending four xp and then having to figure out okay did i purchase down the rabbit hole or did i play mateo or in in the thick of it so i can grab this for somewhat cheaper and and whatnot yeah i just this one uh doesn't appeal to me as much so i will have to take your word for it uh Matt, as to whether this is how this competes with right of seeking in the in the multiplayer format how would we rate this one i'm gonna stick with zero I, you know while you guys may besmirch it a little bit i think a two-player it's still pretty good yeah it is a bit expensive experience wise but i think it just kind of ticks the right amount of boxes for me in two-player that i i like it you know it doesn't have too bad of a downside you're getting three bursts of two clues at plus two, which is essentially right of seeking level two, which is nice. You know, for for basically three experience or two experience, it's not bad. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd also call it a zero as well because, like, yeah, it might not uh, outpace right of seeking level two or four based on your um, based on your table size. You know, it's it's still like it it works. So and it gets you the clues you need to succeed. So I'd, I'd give it a zero. This one doesn't this it doesn't it doesn't clear the bar. It's like right at the bar. If that makes sense. I'm gonna give this one a zero as well, but uh, this is one of those cards that. Uh... I don't know if I'll ever play it because I don't play multiplayer that often and I usually stick to the the tried and true uh, right of seeking and, and whatnot when I do play so maybe but uh, yeah this one is uh, seems good but uh, yeah not uh, not exciting that brings us to the final seeker mystic card this is protecting the anarik or Anirnique. Anirnique. Protecting the Anirnique. It is a one-cost event that costs two experience points. It has intellect and agility skill icons, the ritual trait. It is fast. Play after an ally asset at your location is discarded by an effect or is defeated. Either return that asset to its owner's hand or its owner draws three cards. What do we think about protecting the Anirnique? This feels weirdly off flavor for me. This feels like it should be a survivor mystic card. I don't know what Seeker is doing on here. That's weird. Is it just a Seeker card because it draws cards? I yeah, think so. But, it, yeah. but the problem is we have to taboo it because it doesn't have the insight trait like every other Seeker event. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that aside, the effect is fine, I guess. Yeah. Like the first couple comparisons that i make is like preposterous sketches and sacrifice oh uh, yeah and like people play prop sketches certainly you know it's a it's a pretty easy effect to be able to to get draw three cards if there's a clue in your location but sacrifice is a card that i think initially people played quite a bit of you know it gets you resources or gets you cards based on discarding an asset a mystic asset if i'm remembering that correctly and this kind of does the same thing kind of but you're paying more experience for it and you get the flexibility of putting the ally back into your hand and that's nice and all i guess yeah. it is also nice that it's in the two classes that have i think the most amount of disposable allies quote unquote oh okay because Mystics have, like, Renfield and um, Arcane Initiate that stack Doom on them, so there comes a point where you probably need to get rid of them. And then the Seekers have, like, Art Student and Laboratory Assistant that do their thing, and then you can pick them back up or, you know, let them die, and you're usually okay with that. Mm -hmm. So getting some additional benefit out of those situations is pretty nice, but I don't know. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, the fact they got to wait to... Um wait to play this means this, this is no Chris, this is no cryptic research but at the same time cryptic research is 4xp so like this seems fine i think it definitely has um its uses in particular decks like the academic army style decks where you play art students and lab assistants and research librarians just lots of disposable allies yeah and i think you can do the, you can say the same about um mystics like you play david renfield you lose your david renfield you get three cards or you get your david renfield back if you're low on money yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I wouldn't say it's like incredible, simply because a lot of card draw you want to be able to do it proactively. And this one you don't get to do it proactively, so it's like it's fine. But like 
the fact that it's fast, like you can't argue with that. Fast draw three cards. It's pretty good. Unless you have a way to kill your allies. Like if you're playing Forbidden Knowledge or something like that. Ooh, yeah, then you could turn it into like an engine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a mystic player, this sort of appeals to me simply because of the lose an asset, lose lose an ally, draw three cards. I mean, card draw like that isn't that common in in mystic certainly and right. i mean seekers they have other options so i don't know uh how interested they would be in in this although they do have lots of disposable allies but you know drawing three cards as a mystic isn't uh, isn't too bad i mean when i when i first saw this card my mind immediately leapt to the red gloved man because he is he's kind of a pain in the butt to get back and this you lose the red gloved man and then pull him back to your hand and get to play him again which is pretty Damn cool, nice. Man. Oh, if you're doing Red Glove, man, you totally deserve to do it even more. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. I had a uh, a Tommy deck, and I was very disappointed to see I can't really play this in Tommy. But uh, I think there are probably other players out there who have enjoyed the Red Glove, man, who will rejoice that this card exists, that you can sack the Red Gloved man and then pull him back to your hand and play him again. So you're getting you know four uses or you know an extra use out of your right gloved man and you again it, it comes down to the two experience points am i as a mystic player going to pick this up for two xp i don't know if you're playing again down the rabbit hole this is three xp at which point i think it <laughs> i think it prices itself out of the market a little bit i'm not too sure i'd be willing to spend three xp to draw three cards but <laughs> Do we have to rate every card like this? Like, yes. <laughs> and and no. At the same time, does that mean that every card that's level one, two, or three, we have to say, would I take this within the thick of it? I don't know. What? We'll to... <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th I think this card is. Place. I think this card is fine. I, I can definitely see mystics picking this up because they do have Renfield and and the initiate who they want to sack at some point and. Uh, getting three cards out of the deal or getting you know renfield back is a pretty pretty nice as well because i find renfield's the resource generation is nice but i also like the willpower bonus and that is usually the reason i am not sacking him is not the resource generation but it's i need the willpower and so having the option of of getting him back into my hand so i can play him again is is a nice option how would we rate this one? This is awkward because it's it's a fine effect, but how often I actually play this card for me actually really influences my ratings. Mm. And I'm not willing to give it an elder thing, but as far as like how often I play it, it probably would get an elder thing. But it's a good effect, so I'm gonna give it a zero. Wow. Yeah, I think I agree. Like just by the numbers, cost one, fast, draw three cards. That's really good. Um, well, the question is, what's up? Well, it's kind of draw three. The issue is that you have to have a card in play. So that's one card. Yeah. You have to have this in your hand. Mm -hmm. And then you draw three. So you're really only getting plus one out of the deal. Yeah. It's yeah, the question is is like how often does that does this thing happen? Ally asset at your location. Oh, you can help your friends with this. That's something that is like you're never gonna like consider. You know, but you can. Uh yeah, I'll go with zero. 
I'm pulling the trigger, Nate. I'm going zero. There is one combo I'll mention, and it's agency backup. <laughs> you could have the player kill off their agency backup and then scoop it back up into their hand, and they could play it again. <laughs> and then they high-five you, you know, for being such a bro. Yeah. You know, for, for giving them his agency backup. Giving them their agency backup back. One of the other potential ideas I had with this one is the sled dog. So you have your three or four sled dogs in play. It's just like, oh, one of my sled dogs dies. Oh, I get it back so I can keep your sled dogs on the table and not feel too bad about sacrificing one if you need to to soak. And it doesn't sort of, if you're like when we uh, talked about sled dogs, Matt, you said, you know, you sort of want two on the table at least. And this sort of lets you make sure that that happens for as long as possible. Yeah. Man, I'd kind of like to go plus one on this one just because I do like the the draw and the option of picking it back up. But I feel like it's a little more conditional than just draw three or so. I think I'll settle on a zero for this one. Although I do, I do like it, and I think I would be tempted to play this depending on on what my bet my deck setup looks like i'm just not too sure about the experience points that's the that's the trick for me i think playing in solo and and as a solo player you tend to have to run with fewer xp than than the people who play multiplayer so cards like this often end up falling by the wayside just because if you run short of xp cards like this don't get played because you're too busy upgrading everything else just to make your deck better and having the luxury of this is is not really an option but uh, i do really like this one fast can't really complain you can play it for uh, cheap with uh, i think it's antiquary is the one that uh, triggers on rituals so that's nice so uh, yeah zeros across the board for uh protecting the anarnique that's going to do it for our look at the seeker and mystic cards let us know in the comments down below whether you agree or disagree we'd love to hear from you any final thoughts on the seeker slash mystic multi-class cards these feel more like mystic cards than they do seeker cards yeah they do <laughs> mystic cards but they they ran out of they ran out of room for mystic cards so they just stuck them in Seeker, I guess? Yeah, it's basically just like, <laughs> Mystics now investigate. So it's like, it's a little disappointing, in my opinion. You know, the Divination is basically just a Mystic card that they just slapped the Seeker logo onto. Yeah. It's just fine. But protecting the Anarnique is interesting. I don't know how often I'll play it, but it's interesting. Yeah, it, it has an effect that we, we haven't really seen all that often so i will give it that i don't think any of these cards are bad by any stretch i mean they're they're just sort of uh at least with divination it it's you know we're we're back on very familiar ground yet again with uh with the card design and so i don't know how many cycles these of these you know fight investigate evade effects we're gonna see i feel like they've got to be sort of reaching the bottom of the barrel at this point i'm not too sure how much design space is left so 
who knows maybe in the next uh, investigator expansion we'll see some something fresh or we could just see more of the same who knows that's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.